Have a Dope Day is brought to you by the Ultimate Collision Center. If you ever find yourself in an automotive accident, don't settle for any old body shop. Tell your insurance company to send your vehicle to the Ultimate Collision Center. Where we, yes we, I'm the painter here and have been for many years, we are a family-owned and operated company. Here at the Ultimate Collision Center, we guarantee all of our work done during the repair process. That means every nut, bolt, clear coat, parts we repair or replace is 100% guaranteed by us. You can trust in our team of technicians that have been with us for well over a decade. The Ultimate Collision Center accepts all insurance companies and we do all in our power to ensure the use of OEM parts and materials. So tell your adjuster you want to send your vehicle to the Ultimate Collision Center, located at 5912 Auburn Boulevard in the city of Citrus Heights. Welcome back to another episode of Have a Dope Day. I'm your host, Gabriel Lopez. Today in the studio, I have very special people for you guys. The owners of the Ultimate Collision Center, Justin and Kelly Fry. Thank you very much, Mario, for the hand claps. Also, the producer is here as well, like always. Before we get started in their story, I want to really just get into why these people are special to me. So a very long time ago, before I had any of my shit together, before there was a podcast, murals and all this other stuff there was me that was a graffiti writer and that's all i cared about so i lived for i had a job but it was just there to provide money to do the things i wanted to do one of the people that i met early on in my career was justin fry and i truly believe that he saw something in me that i didn't see in myself which pays off later but at the time there was a whole lot of growth we had to go through then being a family-owned and operated company just husband and wife like a lot of the woes that I would put Justin through, Kelly had to deal with too at home. So we have a long history of fucking up before we get to this podcast, and all of it is my fault. So the fact that they sponsored the podcast, buy art, come to the shows, and they're just down like that is a very big win for me. So again, thank you guys for doing all these things, taking this journey with me. I do want to start the conversation off with you, Justin, and just basically give the audience a little bit of background about who you are, where you come from. All right. Well, uh, thank you for having us. Um, So born and raised Sacramento product uh, over in the Arden Arcade area. Went to a couple little local schools, Del Paso Manor, Arden Middle School, El Camino High School. Um, I was a terrible student. Didn't didn't really get down with the uh, bookwork stuff. Saw an opportunity. Um, I had an old car. I was into hot rods, stuff like that. And I didn't have money to paint it. So I'm like, Hey, let's go take some classes, figure out how to do this thing myself. And, you know, I took some ROP classes through AR. Um, also, it was a part of the high school thing. And um, the rest was history. I took a couple classes, had one teacher take to me and say, hey, uh, you're pretty good at this. Yeah. You want to make a, a career out of it? And I'm like, you can make money doing this. This yeah. is this is fun. Like, this is, this is cool stuff. So, um, you know, jumped in it. And really never looked back. Didn't didn't do a whole lot else. Jumped in the trade, and that that's where I am. So, who was the teacher? Was that Peter? No. So um, originally, it started with a a guy named Mister Kreutzer at okay. uh, Rio Americano High School. They had a auto shop, and uh, it was one of the last programs in Sacramento yeah. for auto. 
and uh, super old school dude, um, just taught me the basics. And then I moved out to uh, Mather Air Force Base, had a, well, no longer the Air Force Base, but they had a facility where they used to paint fire trucks and tanks and all kinds of stuff like oh, that. Okay. And so um, one of the teachers was like, hey, we got to paint this bus for this church. Do you want to? do you want to jump in here and do this? And yes, I'm like, right. sure, let's, let's see. I've never done anything like yeah. that. So I was on a scissor lift, moving the lift around, painting this whole bus. I, I cut school one day just to paint this bus and had runs off of every single rivet, yeah. but it turned from school yeah. bus yellow to white. And it was just crazy. I'm like, my hands did this. Like, yeah. this is, this is crazy. And I was hooked after that. It was, it was just done. So. And I remember you telling me stories about that school bus, and I was just, like, doing the math in my head. And I'm just like, that's too big of a job for you to do right out of the gate. But knowing you, that makes sense. Why you would pick something like that and approach it that way. It's just that's that same spirit you have is why we are where we are today. All of us, you know, as a company and all that. Where does the where does Kelly come into play into the story? Uh, so Kelly came in... Uh, 2004, um, I had graduated high school. I, um, was kind of moving on in the trade a little bit and, um, she came in, I, I just got out of a bad relationship and, uh, just beautiful, amazing girl came into my life in a random, not even really like looking for it way. Yeah. And, she was in the right place at the right time. And I, I was hooked. I was, I saw her and it was done. Love of her sight and maybe not so much for her, oh, but, yeah. we'll but it was to, for we'll, me we'll for sure. We'll get to her part too. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to her part. So Kelly, do you remember it that way? Did you see him and his aura was around him and there was like butterflies and shit or like. Not so much. Oh, well tell me how you remember it playing out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we met at 20. Um, I was also getting out of a a very bad relationship that I had been in since I was 18. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was a friend's birthday party, 4th of July weekend, 2004. Yeah. And, uh, I was kind of set up. I didn't know I was going to meet this Justin, Yeah. but she knew and he knew. Um, I pulled up and saw him and said we should make this quick oh, to my friend. This will, yeah. okay. Hold on. Yeah. What was I doing yeah. though? What was I doing exactly when you pulled up to make ever or to, to paint the picture? Why? Well you were wearing orange board shorts. Okay. Okay. And a white tank top. We're riding a uh, a, a fifty little the little motorcycle. Little dirt bike. Up, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Up and down the residential street. Doing and, wheelies and, like okay. a badass. Yeah. And so yeah I was real uh, Joe Dirt style. Yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah. It wasn't really what I was looking for, but, okay. um, yeah, I saw him and he was very persistent. He is very like, persistent yeah. fucking guy. Uh, so where, where does the relationship develop though? After that, between the two of you now, we don't have to get into the, the drama part just yet or any of that, but just how did you guys get, like, when did you know, like you were down with this dude? Um, so about a week later, he, uh, had convinced me to go on a date with him. He had to convince you? Yes. Okay. Um, I actually think our friend had to well, convince yes, you. she did. Oh, uh, you he, didn't even do that shit yourself? She wouldn't get back to me. Well, oh. no. <laughs> I might have ignored a couple okay. phone calls. Um, but yeah, our first date was a very long date. Wasn't expecting a about, what, 12-hour date? Hey, yeah. my man. Yeah, right? 
Wait, oh, my bad. Go ahead. Sorry. I was thinking something else. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> you know, I didn't give him much of a chance when I first saw him. Okay. Or talked to him. But this date really showed me who Justin was. And that's all I needed. Yeah, the rest was history. Do you yeah. remember what the date was? Oh, we really okay. Um, so I, I pulled up to the house with him and his friends, and okay. we were, uh, it was a motorcycle ride. Okay. So I'd never been on a motorcycle in my life. Okay. And he decided to take us, take me to Lake Berryessa, which is about an hour and a half. Yeah. On the back of a bike. Motorcycle ride. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was very weird, but I did it, and we got there, and really it was the conversation we had when we were there. That sold me. Go ahead. So uh, might I note <laughs> okay, that let's go. The, the entire hour and a half trip on some windy ass roads, yeah. she did not touch me one time this, the whole way out there. Damn. So you risked I, your life. Yes. She, she was in flip flops, <laughs> hanging onto the bike with her legs yeah. and not touching me. Like, I, I don't know how she did it. I didn't yeah. even know it was possible. I didn't know you. Yeah. <laughs> You should have, like, a dinner and a movie, bro, something chill. Right. Now. You're like, let's take her and threaten her life and at the same time take her away from where she – environment. Like, I mean, I, I applaud your tactics, but, bro, like, <laughs> just – I'm kidding. I will say on the ride home. It was different. Yeah. I gave him a little little squeeze. A little squeeze. <laughs> okay, so that was – how old were you, Justin, when that was? You were 20? 20. Okay. Now, if we can just backtrack a little bit and get – a little bit deeper into your story, particularly there's a part in your story that serves as like a catalytic event, right? You're on a certain track, certain way of living, just like kid exploring, got some friends. Not everybody's got the same ideas of what should and shouldn't be done. So if you could just walk us through it in your best version of it. like. So I, uh, I started off uh, the earliest part of my life I can remember. I only had my dad. Yeah. My, my mom wasn't around. She had some issues she had to take care of. Yeah, uh, single, single parent household. Um, my dad did have to supplement his income with, uh, some extracurricular activities, extracurricular activities. Um, but you know, he, he did what he thought he had to do and it got us through, but it also allowed for a lot of, uh, parental oversight that, Freedom. uh, yeah. most kids at, you know, first grade, second grade would not have. Um, so I grew up kind of in a pool hall and I played pool. Uh, I almost got to the professional level. Oh, that's right. I yeah. forgot you were a badass pool player. Uh-huh. And so, uh, you know, the pool hall was my babysitter. I'd walk, yeah. walk there after school. I'd get some beef jerky, a, a Pepsi, play some video games. Then I started like picking gum off the bottom of the bar to barter for free pool table time. And, uh, I did that for years and that was kind of my thing, but I would be out till one, two o'clock in the morning yeah. as like, you know, an eight, nine year old kid. And, yeah. um, you know, it not, not for the faint of heart. Um, I would never let my kids do that, but yeah. that's just where I was. I uh, got involved with the, the car scene. Um, along with that came some, you know, not, not so rough around the edges. Yeah. Characters. Yeah. So some people that you probably shouldn't have hung out with. And my dad was there and yeah. was like, Hey, you know, probably shouldn't hang out with these guys. They, they seem like bad news, but me being a little asshole kid, I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm not going to listen to you. They're I'm going cool. to, I'm going to do my thing. They're, they're car guys. They're yeah. cool. And then, uh, I, I got into some trouble when I was about 16 and, uh, that was a 
pivotal point in my life because uh, it was either I'm going to go down this road and I'm going to be a little screw up, which, are you know, school-wise and stuff, I kind of already was, and yeah. it just wasn't my thing, and got in some trouble, spent a couple days in jail, and I ended up being lucky and uh, scared myself straight and yeah. was like, okay, I'm going to take this and I'm going to, I'm going to change my, my outlook on life and I'm going to get in something and I'm going to go, go at it full bore. And that something was my trade. Um, at the time I was with a girl from high school and I thought it was serious. Then it turns out it wasn't serious. Yeah. And, you know, I still had this trade and this trade was holding me up and it was keeping me moving forward. And and I wanted to be the best I could possibly be at it. Cause I never focused my energy on anything else like that. And then, um, you know, fast forward to when I was 20, I met Kelly and yeah. that, that just like my trade, like I want to jump in and focus and, yeah. and move forward. So I will make a comment that I never told you about before ever in all the years and conversations we've had. The way I determined whether I worked with you or not, or quote unquote, whether I fucked with you or not, was because I asked who you were to Peter Paul Mary. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's Justin Fry's good guy, this, this, and that. And he goes, you know what? You guys might get along. He's walking around doing work here at the shop with an ankle monitor on. And I was like, <laughs> that's my kind of guy right there. Okay. That's what made me like jump in with you. So uh, I, I actually, yeah, my, uh, I was 16 when that happened. I was, not didn't have any money. Um, so I was trying to fight this stupid case and it took me till I was about 18 to, to get it behind me. And, uh, my slap on the hand, which I truly think it was at this point, because it could have been so much worse. Um, you know, I, I was on a house arrest thing for uh, a year. I got off with good time. Probation called me and they're like, Hey, you know, what are you doing? Like yeah. we, we could tell you're not a bad guy. Like what, yeah. what are you doing? I was like, I was in the wrong place, wrong time, you know, wrong people. It, it is what it is. And they're like, no, you're, you're done. They, they cut me loose early. They're like, you're, you're not even, you shouldn't even be here. And I'm yeah. like, I know. And, uh, my girlfriend at the time bailed on me senior year. And the officer that was kind of taking care of stuff, she was like, well, I'll, I'll be your date to your prom. Cause I was going to have to go anyways. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not going to school yeah. uh, like that. That's not, but yeah, that was, that was an interesting time in my life. Yeah. But again, it, it shaped me and formed me in, into who I am. So. No, and that's like, you got to go through a lot of those things dude, to really just have measurement of where you want to be in life, who you want to be in life. And I think if that didn't happen to you, that you already weren't, you even now you're not like an edgy dude trying to take a bunch of risks. Like I think, I think that was probably the best thing that could happen to you in order to just, like I said, catalyze the rest of your life, right. who you're going to be, where you're going to go and what was going to happen next. Now, what did he tell you about all that? Kelly, did you know about him like getting in trouble or like, is that something you guys talked about? Yes. And how did you feel about that? Did you think he was a bad boy? Like, cool, this guy's a bad boy. He's got no. a motorcycle. No, 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 no. Not, not at all. <laughs> they could read Justin from day one. Um, no, he told me right away. He was completely yeah. honest with it. And I I, I saw him yeah. from day one. I knew. I mean, I kind of went through some of it with him, I guess. Yeah. So, you know, he was just get, get, getting past it. Yeah. So it was still kind of raw and everything he could still be completely honest about it. So 
No, and I like the way you handle it too, dude. You don't shy away from it. You don't try to hide it. Like we repair cars for every walk of life, CHP guys, sheriff guys, and like everybody knows what's up. But again, like she said, she could read you. Everybody, I think everybody can read you. And that's a lot of the reason why like that part doesn't make sense in your timeline, but it, but it was there. So I did want to just touch on it, talk about it because it really sets us up for the rest of the story. Now, Mrs. Fry, there was also a catalytic event in your life, too, that happened prior to meeting Justin. Can yes. we touch on that a little bit? Sure. Um, I want to say our stories can be similar in yeah. a way. Um, I might have also met the wrong people. Per- people yeah, person. person. Yeah. Um, when I was 18, just graduated um had decided to go to AR, wasn't sure where I was going to go Okay. in my yeah. career. Um, and I ended up meeting a man who was a considerable amount older than me. Okay. Um, and it was not a great relationship. This is obviously two years prior yeah. to Justin. Um, we did have a relationship. It was like my yeah. first love. Um, and it was a, a very... Unhealthy. Unhealthy relationship volatile relationship yeah. um that actually ended two months prior to me meeting justin um however you know we we lived together yeah and, and uh it's not an easy situation to get out of no and do you mind if we give a brief summary of how it ended we don't have to um no that's fine in your own words well yeah um it can i explain it's, how uh, it's your podcast <laughs> <laughs> it is. Go for um, it. So it actually ended, well, how it ended, yeah. ended, was a week after I met Justin. Okay. So we had already started talking. Formed a, some sort of relationship, yeah, yeah. whatever it was at that point. Um, uh, it, it ended with my ex calling me to have a conversation yeah. about the end of our relationship. Okay. Which turned into um, him trying to murder me yeah um i'm not sure you can get as vague or whatever yeah i mean it was a it it was a brutal attack yeah um to which i mean i survived you did (laughs) obviously um but yeah that was uh that was a pivotal (laughs) it was and i we'll just leave it right there your personal people know what's up if people want to reach out talk to you that's between you yeah. and them. But basically, I just wanted to paint the picture that you guys meet basically kind of with the same situation going on. And the fact that you were in the hospital fighting for your life and he was still around really plays a part as the foundation of like your guys' relationship. Here we are years later. And in my eyes, you guys are the most successful people I know. And I think all those things that happened beforehand build you into those people you guys are great examples like i appreciate you telling your story i know it's hard and uh again yeah so she goes into the you mind if you comment pick up where she left off no not at all so what happens when you get the phone call or how do you find out about it all right so uh i this is prior to us meeting yeah um i was at that little mom and pop out in west sack where we did meet uh some years later but uh 
the night after, so she left my house because of those phone calls Yeah, and I was hearing some of the stuff he was saying and I was like, wow, this is crazy. Intense, yeah. And I was like, when you go home, you need to call me and put, yeah. put your phone in your purse because like, this is, this doesn't seem right. It doesn't yeah. feel right. And I was like, don't go home. She's like, no, I got to. And I'm like, okay. So she goes, uh, didn't call me the next day I get a call from my friends who introduced us cause they worked yeah. together. And, uh, she said, did you hear what happened to Kelly? I said, no. And she said, she got into this thing with her ex and, um, yeah, it was like, I was like, holy shit. She's like, in the is, is she okay? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, she's in the hospital, but, um, somehow she was able to get me her parents' phone number. Yeah. I called her parents. I'm like, Hey, you don't know me, but yeah. I started dating your daughter, talking to your daughter and, you know, uh, and they're like, yeah, she told us about you. Yeah. Come on down. You know, we'll we'll have you come over. So, uh, the first time I met her folks was in the ICU at uh, UC Davis Med Center, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty intense. So, that's powerful. You guys want a second? I'm dead. Okay, thank you. So, what happens in your mind, Justin? All this is going on. Are you questioning like what happens next? Are you are you just like I'm here for this girl? Like what what's going through your mind, dog? Huh? Like, uh, well, as you can see, it's it, it's emotional no, it's now. Totally it, was, fine. it was emotional then. Yeah. Uh, so it was weird. Um, that's a spot I never thought I would like be, be in. in. Yeah, and definitely. I had some people like, "Oh, dude, this is crazy. You need to run. Like this yeah. this is trouble." And I'm like, "No, this chick is freaking cool. Like yeah. it, like I'm I'm meant to be with her." Like. Uh, um, you know, so I'm, I'm like, no, I'm going to ride this out. I'm going to yeah. see where it goes. And I mean, after that, I don't remember, I don't remember a day that we were not together. I mean, I'd ride over on my motorcycle and I put Jamba juice in my freaking yeah. backpack yeah. and like rode over and, you know, yeah. um, to her, to her house or the hospital or whatever. And, and we, we spent every waking second together so and that's that's like how our relationship was and she she was special from the start and i knew that and i still know that and uh that's that's why you fast forward this many years later and and we're still strong so so kelly this whole stuff happens and it's traumatic for you it's it's wild everything's new Justin's still here at the end of it or the other end of it. Were you surprised? Um, no, okay. I was not surprised that he was around. Um, I mean, in that moment, I was not yeah. surprised. Looking back, I'm shocked that yeah. someone would, especially a 20 year old. Yeah, dude. Man. Yeah. She did the air quotations yeah. for man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, and that's awesome. It makes sense now. I mean, I get it now, but like, just I wouldn't be able to do that, honestly. Like, even if something happened now, I'd just be like, I got to worry about me not falling apart first. Like, so again, thank you guys for sharing such dramatic and emotional things. I'd like to move the conversation in a different direction if you're okay with it. Yeah. And again, thank you. So, all this is going on. You understand, Justin, where you want to be in life. 
Kelly has a new outlook on life. Also, is that safe to say? You know, you yes. just go through this crazy stuff. Where does starting a business or even the idea for that come into play? Whose idea was that? Uh, I'm going to say it was mine. Okay. Um, I'm working at that place out in West Sac yeah. and I'm making okay money, but yeah. I mean, we're a young couple. We want to like, she, she has aspirations of traveling and yeah. like, she likes nice stuff. And I'm like, this is new. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not equipped to handle like a woman like this. So I'm yeah. like, okay, wh- what am I going to do? Well, uh, where do I go from here? And I sat there for hours and days and months, like, man, I got to make more money. I yeah. like, how can I do this? And I'm like, I felt like I was tapped out where I was at the time, like skill wise. So I'm like, okay, what, what do I do? Yeah. And some random guy out in Elk Grove, um, connected with me through, through the old shop. And he's like, Hey man, I need to detail my car. And I'm yeah. like, um, what do you mean? He's like, buff it out and this and that. Yeah. And I'm like, um, you pay people to do that because yeah. I didn't grow up like that. I, yeah, had, yeah. I had no idea you could have somebody detail your car. That yeah. was like totally foreign to me. And so he's like, yeah, why don't you come out to my, my shop and detail my Escalade and you know, let's see what you can do. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, how much is that going to be? And I'm like, I don't know, dude, like I've never yeah. done this. He's like, well, give me a number. And I'm like, how's like 60 bucks or something. And he's like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, be at my shop Saturday. And I'm like, okay, cool. Showed up, spent all day there yeah. for $60, yeah. buffing his truck, vacuuming it, cleaning it, conditioning the leather. And I'm like, man, this is a lot of work, but I made 60 bucks. This is cool. And so it kind of progressed. And then after after I finished that job, he pulled me aside and he's like, hey, let me, uh, you did a great job. Let me just tell you something like you're way undercharging. And I'm yeah. like, what do you mean? I was like, I, I don't know anything about this dude, to be quite yeah. honest. And he's like, um, like maybe a couple hundred bucks next time. And I'm yeah. like, Oh my God, are you serious? Yeah. Like there's, there's no way that's highway robbery. And he's like, no man, this, this is like you, you do legit stuff. And I'm, and that guy kept me busy. Uh, even Kelly, when I first started, she would go out to jobs with me and help me wax cars. Yeah. And, and you know, she, she was there literally from the start and I'd go out to people's houses, detail their cars. I was still working as a prepper, working yeah. my way up into painting and stuff at, at the shop we were at. And, yeah. Um, that was just my little side hustle, and that's all it was. And I didn't really think much of it, and I just knew that I wanted to get more people, and I, I wanted to be busy, and I wanted to, like, around the clock, I wanted money to be rolling in because yeah. I, I didn't know what else to do with my idle time. So, and again, that goes back to me wanting to focus my effort somewhere. So yeah. my mind doesn't go elsewhere. And we, we just, you know, that's what we were doing. Yeah. So who was that client? Did, did we do work for him after? Um, there, there's, he's a pretty big figurehead in the, in Sacramento. His name was George, uh, George Tonus. Um, he was a super cool dude. Um, He's a golfer. Um, oh, that's the ranch. So no, no, no. This is this is another oh, okay. guy. Uh, his dad owned a couple uh, gas stations here in town. Okay. Um, everybody knows him. He's okay. a super cool dude. He he's a business guy. Um, he he really kind of gave me my first shot, and I, I and he kind of coached me a little bit. Um, like he used to manage like different UFC fighters that were up and coming from oh, okay. from Sacramento like, yeah. before UFC was like a big deal. Yeah. Um, he, he was just a cool dude. Like he was a super nice guy. Um, as much work as I wanted, he would give me, um, and 
anybody he referred me to were solid people and yeah. it, it was a very good foundation to build um dude was super cool i i lost touch with him over the years but i know he's still out there i know i have friends of friends that are still friends with him again super super good what's dude. his name again george george what tonus shout out to george tonus yeah he just cracked it off into a whole body shot yep. years later <laughs> no super super cool dude um he, he's out there i know he's probably still out in the old grove area but okay uh solid dude i mean just through and through so kelly what did you think when he started to say i want to have a business i'm gonna I spend do my, all my time yeah detailing cars that's what you thought yeah no that's that yeah no that's what happened yeah yeah <laughs> he that spent is all this time yeah he did cars. um i appreciate it now well let me just give some context to the audience too there's different ideas of what detail means when Justin Fry says detail, it's not like you just wash it on the outside, make sure the wheels are clean, and vacuum it out. This fucking guy pulls out all the polishing steps, right? Cutting, polishing, fine polishing, waxing, every jam, every nook and cranny of the car gets touched that you can actually access without physically taking the car apart. Carpets, cracks of seats, headrests underneath, behind, everything. We... I've worked with him for years, and that's where I really learned to, like, hone my craft in as a detailer. But you really had it on lock beforehand, and it's – for one car to be detailed in a day, it's probably a good 12 hours if you talk about going through all the processes and all the steps to the extent that you do it. So to hear that you charge 60 bucks for that the first time around was like – that I didn't understand how green you were when you first started, and that's wild to me. That quickly changed, though. How does what happens with the business after that? Does it take off? Does it? Are we? <clears throat> what's going on after that? Um, so, just our work ethic and quality it it actually spread like wildfire. Yeah. And um, the shop we worked at, they also um, I, I kind of took what they showed us how to take care of customers, yeah. how to handle people. Um, I had no idea really how to talk to people, but yeah. I kind of watched my old boss and uh, just kind of learn from them and then they would kind of refer people over to me and say yeah. hey you know we don't buff cars we don't do this and that but this my my guy helper did. guy he, he will do it on the side so yeah um they started kicking us work i made some cards i started like you know we, we were 20 then turning 21 and when i was 21 we didn't really drink like that no. was not a thing so and a bunch of my buddies were like in the bar scene yeah so I'd go to bars with a pocket full of cards yeah. and I'd meet people and I'd shake hands and I'd, I'd be like, Hey, uh, what do you do? Oh, this is what you do. Oh, cool. This is what I do. Yeah. Let me know if you ever need anything. And then it kind of morphed from like, Oh, well you detail cars. Can you fix my bumper? I know you work at a body shop. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I guess so. Like I do it at the shop. So like, why not? Yeah. And then it kind of morphed into doing a little bit more. Um, I did have this thing where my old boss if yeah. you if you referred people to me if if you were a direct referral or even a couple degrees of referrals away i wouldn't touch your job if you're like hey i need this painted i'll be yeah. we'll go back to my old shop go yeah. back to the shop because i can't do it for you it's yeah. don't bite the hand that feeds yeah loyalty is important right and so you know i i learned that at a young age and it's not worth uh you know stepping on people or or you know, tarnishing your reputation just, yeah. just for a dollar. It, it, that's not the way, that's not the way I operate. So as, as you definitely know yeah. through the years. So, yeah. um, but yeah, it just, it just grew and grew and, and we 
we bought a house. We built this little shop in the backyard. I was doing stuff super renegade in the backyard. Like, dude, I'd paint complete sometimes. Oh, I, yeah. I'd be out all hours of the night painting complete, pissing off the neighbors. Yeah. Um, but we did it and we got through it and yeah, I didn't want to do it illegally, but I didn't yeah. have any options and, and I needed to make money. At least I thought I needed to, but, um, you know, and then fast forward to oh, 2015 is when we actually got a, yeah. or 2014 is when we got the shop. And let me put a pin in yep, you right yep. there for the shop. Yep. Mrs. Fry. How were you liking, hating, or what was your response to him just being all about business all the time? Well, should we rewind to the fact that we had children? Well, we'll get to Lily and them too. Um, Lily and Lauren. So prior to children, Mm -hmm. um, it was, I mean, it was tough. I didn't really, since day one, since we started dating, um, he was a workhorse. Yeah. He just worked and worked every yeah. weekend. He worked every night. He worked. Um, again, I appreciate it a lot now yeah. in hindsight, but, um, it was, it was tough. Especially was, at 20. Yeah. Two I mean, 20 year olds. I did. And as he yeah. said, like we didn't drink. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't have time to go out and yeah. have fun and it was, it was, it was, um, yeah, it was a challenge, but here we are. How long do you remember? The challenging part lasting for initially. I know it never unchallenges. I was going to say, is it yeah, over? Yeah. No, no, it's not over. <laughs> but I mean, just in the beginning, like he's still working a full-time job. You're doing your thing. Like you work a job too. Mm-hmm. And like you guys are really never seeing each other. Yeah. Like how long did that part last in the very beginning before some things had to change for you? Um, Lily? Uh, yeah. Pretty yeah. much when I, yeah. Had Lily. Had Lily. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. When I had our daughter. Same thing happened for me with yeah. kids. Everything <laughs> changes with kids, right? But where were you, where was your guys' first house together? Was I, did I ever see the first house? Uh, oh, well, we had many houses together. Yes. Okay. So the, the first house was uh, over off of 41st and H. That was the first house that we had where we brought Lily home. Okay. Uh, that was where you helped me polish the van. For yeah, the very first, that was like first. one of the very first yeah. jobs that you ever helped me with is polishing my own van. Yeah. And uh, if anybody out there knows what the van looks like, flamed out, headlight to taillight, Viper blue and white two-tone. I mean, super rapey, no windows. Like, it was, it was bad. Uh, Show dirt but, style, but, baby. But, but, dude, I love that van. And that, that van got us. It did, It, yeah. it yeah. held all the tools. We, I mean, we made some money out of that van, yeah. but that was the first house where we brought Lily home 2008. So, okay. Now what happens in your head now, Justin, that you have a baby at home and you still can't turn off work? Um, I kind of felt like I had to ramp it up because yeah. I, now I have yeah. another mouth to feed. Yeah. Kids are expensive. I mean, I hear all yeah. the horror stories, how expensive kids are. So I think that's when I realized it was important for yeah. him to be out there working all the time. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily that he he cut it back at all, yeah. but it, it really, that's when I was like, okay, now we need to focus on. Takes on a new value. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Didn't make it any easier necessarily, no. but it had a different, it had importance. No, and I think too, when you, when you become a parent, you get this, like, I don't know, like this fuck it, here we go mentality because like you're just up all night experience you're learning things about yourself you didn't know you could do and so you're just like whoa like well 
throw that in the mix too. Throw that on the fire too. And like for two people, 21 years old, running a business, and you were working full time right up until she was born? Yes. Okay. So there's a lot going on all the time. Good. So uh, not only were we starting the business, but working full time at my shop. Yeah. And as, as you know, um, that was, that was not a typical nine to five, eight to five. It was a grind. It was, uh, as much work as needed to be done, you get it done. And, uh, it was not out of the question for 14, 16, 18 hour days. Um, three days a week, four days a week, painting a hundred plus hours of paint work in one day. And that's just what we needed to do to satisfy what the boss needed because whatever the boss needed is what needed to happen. So, um, you know, my full-time job was not, um, it wasn't the average full-time job. It was like working two or three jobs for most people. I've, yeah. I've worked more hours in my life than most people will ever work probably two yeah. times over because we, we just, it was a grind the whole time. So what he's talking about is a collision side of repair. There's the flashy fun stuff where you see on TV, like West coast customs and bitching rides where they build cool hot rods and you see the fast forward version of it. These guys literally build hot rods in like an hour. That's not how life works. <laughs> In a hot rod situation. In the collision situation, it is extremely fast-paced because everything is dictated by insurance companies and parts and customers and just timelines and bills. It's business. So when a car comes in and it's a smaller size job, it has to get fit into the mix regardless of what's going on because the shop has a standard they want to maintain, a timeline they've promised the customers. We don't, in the paint shop, we do not miss timelines. It's just not going to happen. So if something happens during Justin's day, somebody messes something up and he has to call and say, hey, I was going to be home at 6, but now it's 9 p.m. that I might be there, hopefully, was not an irregular thing to happen. That happens all the time because, again, in the paint shop, we do not miss deadlines. And it all falls because we're the last one of the last steps in the process, in the insurance process, the painting, it all falls to to us a lot of times, you know, to fix things, make things happen. And so as you're 21 living and breathing the automotive industry, you know, and now you have kids, like that's a lot. And I didn't understand how a lot that was till a few years ago, you know what I'm saying? But like now looking back at it, talking about your story, I'm just like, damn, you're wild. So go ahead, Kelly. Oh no, just going back to that, like the him being home. I yeah. mean, nine o'clock at night was a good night. It was a good night. I yeah. mean, midnight was typical. Yeah. Um, and it brings me to when the kids were like three or four and they asked, Is daddy gonna spend the night tonight? Yeah. And I was yeah. like, Okay, there's we you know, Yeah. You might be working too much yeah. when your kids don't see you before they go to bed or when they wake up in the morning. And, you know, again, we all appreciate the time he dedicated. Yeah. But yeah, that was a, that, that was an that ouch, was a, ouch moment for sure. No, was I definitely as parents, we were like, Oh man, yeah. I might be focusing on the work a little too much. What about focusing on the fun? Did you guys ever get chances to do that? Or did you take the Liberty to do that at that age? 21 ish. So I don't, I don't remember when it was exactly, but we, at at some point, I think my in-laws, which my in-laws, Howard and Lillian, best in-laws 
anybody could ever have. Yeah. They, they've been there for us since day one. Okay. They, they've done everything for us. Uh, cause we didn't have shit. Like yeah. we, we were struggling to get by. Yeah. We had one kid, then two kids and they've been there to support us. I mean, through and through. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they have been just, I remember them from the beginning. Literally. I couldn't have handpicked better, better people to, to be my family. Um, it doesn't sound like you got to handpick. I think she handpicked <laughs> and you got lucky. That's what happened. <laughs> this is true yeah. for sure. Um, but, but they've been there through it all. And, uh, they definitely gave us our time, the time we needed. Um, when you could, yeah. When we could. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean, Justin was when he worked for someone yeah. else dedicated, as you know, yeah. dedicated himself to that shop. And I hope he appreciated it. But um, yeah. just, just like some days we, we'd come home. We'd go over to their house on the weekends, yeah. and we just had Lily, and we're like, "Holy shit, we're tired!" Like yeah. this kid thing is no joke. Yeah. And they're like, "We're gonna watch a baby go upstairs in our bed, take yeah. a nap for a couple hours." And we're like, "Holy shit, are you kidding me?" Yeah. And it was like a vacation. But then they're like, "You guys need to enjoy each other." Yeah. And we're like, "What do you mean?" And they're like, "Go somewhere, do something, go to Tahoe, do do this." Like, and so they kind of showed us like. You guys need to enjoy yourself. So they watched the kid. Yeah. And then we got to go do things and experience life that, you know, me with my past, I, yeah. I didn't do that as a kid. Yeah, uh, growing up with a single dad, we didn't really go anywhere. I went to a couple tournaments out of state when I was playing pool. But besides that, I didn't travel. I didn't yeah. even know travel was a thing. Um, she introduced me to that. And she took me to Hawaii my first time to go see my grandpa who lived on the big island. And like I was, she introduced me to like all this fun stuff and I'm like, wow, this is, this is cool. Yeah. And so now, you know, I, a while after, um, figuring out that we like to travel, you know, I took up this motto, like work hard, play hard. Like yeah. we, we work hard. And then when we travel, we, we go big, we do whatever we can. We, Hell yeah. every moment we're freaking out, we're having a good time and we, we still live by that. I mean, we, we love when we go out and travel like it, it's big we we have fun like no matter what we're doing we could really have fun inside a wet paper bag i mean we yeah. we just have fun together still so after all these years none i appreciate the fact that you guys like to travel and you go big because that's benefited us too we've got to see some cool stuff so mother and father-in-law is where tahoe starts for you you're yes. just obsessed with Tahoe and all the damn trees out there. It's the same tree all the time. It's just beautiful. It's not, no, it's not. It's the no, same it's thing. Beautiful. Bro. No, it is it is beautiful, but I just like the city, so I bust your balls about it. So where... Oh, okay, let me just give some context. I was working in the same shop in West Sac as a prepper. I had no direction in life. I just needed a job. Paint rep put me in touch with them. Made that happen. I just worked like I worked. I'm a Mexican, so I only know one speed of work, like whatever. Um, and I just bust my ass everywhere I go, everything I do. So we cross paths because the shop is building a custom truck. And you come in to color sand and polish the truck. And in my head, I was like, does this, who the fuck is this guy that's going to color sand and polish this truck? And why is he not at work all day? Because you're there during the day. I remember going out there and talking to you. And specifically, you had these brown pants on with, like, patches on them. And um, and you're just, like, in the truck, all wet, color sanded with a tiny little block. And I'm like, okay, this dude's about it. Like, what's up, dude? What's your deal? And we just start talking. And I think, I don't know how or why or whatever, but it 
goes to the point to where I do go to your house to help with the van. And it was, it was cool to see that you had a home there. You had this van, you had this business. And I just wasn't old enough to appreciate what was going on at the time. But that was a long time ago. Like, now that I think about it, it was a very long time ago. And so that's where our relationship starts. And you continue to have jobs on the weekends. I continue to work some of those weekends when I promised all of those weekends. And Kelly would have to deal with the blowback and the emotional shit from that. Like, what did... Yeah, the phone calls went... Yeah, yeah. Gabe didn't show up. Yeah. God. And I'm like, oh, God damn Gabe. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we had many fights over... The fact that Gabe didn't show up. Gabe should have been fired yeah, a long Gabe time ago. Gabe should have been fired a long yeah, time ago. Like 18, 55 right. times. I'm pretty sure Gabe was fired like 10 times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In, in, and then I brought him back. In, yeah. in a year? Yeah. yeah. In a month. In a month. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll, we'll go back to that. So uh, 07, 08, economy turns. I'm, I left that shop out in West Sac. Yeah. I was working for another shop in Roseville. Um we had our baby. I took some time off. Um, then I was, I went back to work. The economy fell on its head and we're like, Oh shit, what are we going to do? So I kind of stepped away from that shop was kind of working there half ass. Yeah. Uh, I had a couple other shops that I was working for. Um, just kind of freelancing. Yeah. Freelancing. I was kind of running up, starting my own business, doing details, doing paint work for other shops that had overflow work. Yeah. And that, that is when our old boss, Troy, he, uh, he called me back. We met at a friend's birthday party and he's like, Hey man, I got these custom trucks that yeah. I, I want to finish building. And I'm like, and they had been there since I left and I'm like, okay, cool. Like whatever, dude, I'll, I'll yeah. do whatever I can. So I show up, I meet you. I'm yeah. like, who's this freaking cat? He's yeah. all like trying to be fly and shit. Yeah. And I'm like, what? This was fly. Or, or, yeah, Didn't try. Trying was fly. for sure. Didn't fly. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, um, I saw, I did, I saw something in you and I'm like, Hey, you know, I've, I've got the side stuff. I I'm still kind of working at this other shop. I got keys. I can go paint stuff over there. I got my van that I just painted. So I invited you, uh, you impressed me on the van. And then we went out and painted this like old C10. Yeah. Matt black that thing out at the old shop. And I was moonlighting for another friend of mine. And, uh, you know, it just kind of started and yeah, from, it was weird from like day one. I'm like, man, this kid's got some, like yeah. he, He's got some, I don't think he knows he's got some, but yeah. he does. And like literally day one, dude, I'm like, okay. Like if, if, if he wants to show up and work and for the most part, yeah. you're a hard worker. So that showed, but when the, you, the when you were a shithead, you were a shithead. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Kelly. <laughs> the show up and work was, the, was, was the spotty part. Was yeah. The spot, yeah. No, I get it. There was, <laughs> yeah. You know, what's fucked up or I don't know if it's fucked up, whatever. If shit didn't happen the exact way it happened, like, let's just say I would have been a good employee. You know what I'm saying? I would have been like a shit graffiti writer or whatever. And then we don't, it's, it's weird. We don't get here without that. Not to say that that's excused because it was still not cool, but it's just wild to me. I'm just, as you're talking, I'm sitting here reliving other memories of why I'm not there. Go ahead. I, I just had an epiphany. What is it? I know why you don't like Tahoe. Why? Because you can't paint on trees. Yeah, you can't paint on trees. There That's you why you hate that place. Yeah. Okay. No, that I makes mean, sense it's now. beautiful. I'm just like, I'd rather be in the city, though, <laughs> seeing things. Walls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does make right, sense. So San Francisco for our next. Hey, oh, All right. let's do it. 
Let's do it. The first time I ever went to Tahoe was because you guys paid for us to all go up there for vacation. Team building. Team building. And it was like, I remember me and Jack were like, where are we going to, what are we going to do? Like where she's tatted everywhere with piercings and everything. And like, we get out into Tahoe and I'm like, this is actually, I see why people come out here, but this isn't really like our vibe, but this is still cool. We even took a drive, you know what I'm saying? Go see the lake, go into Nevada. And I was like, this is cool. I like this. And she's just on her phone looking up from time to time at trees. I'm just like, well, maybe we're just not outdoorsy, foresty people, but still cool. So where does, remind me where the shop comes into play. No, no, no. Sorry. Backtrack. When do you buy the house on Marconi? Um, when was that? That was after Lauren was born. So okay. Lauren was born in was, 2010. Yeah, it was mid-2010. Mid-2010. Again, Kelly's parents helped us buy a house because yeah. we couldn't do it right. ourselves. Um, they they helped us get a spot, and I knew from day one it didn't have a garage. I'm like, I need a garage. Yeah, I, I need somewhere to work. Um, that my father-in-law helped me spearhead that went and pulled permits, like got the plans drawn up. And that was, that was like the beginning of like when business got serious, like yeah. still working full time for somebody, but now I got the shop in my backyard yeah. and I mean, on a nightly basis, um, we're, we're back there cleaning cars, doing whatever, uh, weekends were always busy. Um, you know, that, that's, that just was life. Yeah. I remember seeing the house first without the garage, you telling me the vision and I'm like, cool. And you guys had like a wild ass dog at the time too. And like, I was like, all right, well, where's the wild dog going to go? But whatever, like, it's a cool spot. You know, it's a cool neighborhood. I don't know what that means to build a spot, but if you got work, I'm down. So I remember you built it. It got done. I don't remember if the concrete was already all the way out to the back or not, or if that was from you. That was us. Okay. So I do remember showing up one day and being like, oh, shit, I see it now. I see where he's going to put the details outside. I see where the paint jobs can go. I see why these things are here, and I see what's going on. Damn, that's Oak Park for you right there. You know? Somebody got a muscle car in an argument at the same time. <laughs> I remember seeing it and being like, okay, this is serious. And then... A very important piece comes into play at that house. A very important person, little angry person that we know. <laughs> I remember the first time I seen Nick cleaning a car. I had never met, never met Nick. I didn't have any idea who the fuck this Nick guy was. But I remember he showing up and you're like, that dude's legit. And I'm like, who is that dude? And you're just like, he's cool. You're telling me all about him, where he comes from, what he does. I'm like, all right, cool. In my head, like... I don't care about anybody but myself, so whatever. I do remember, though, that his attitude was very, very good. And that, like, made me jealous. Like, what I was like, why the fuck is he so happy all the time? And just down to just do everything. Like, even to this day, he is like that, and I like to fuck with him. Just because I'm good, I'm happy now, but, like, I like to go over there and be like, hey, poke Nick when I can. If I can get away with it. If it's not going to cost me too much. But anyways, back to Nick. Seeing for the first time, he was cleaning the front windshield of like an SUV. And I'm like, this dude's in the sun cleaning that windshield. And he's not letting up. Like he's outside the car in the sun. You could tell he was a banger. Like he was going to work. Like we worked. And I was like, all right, cool. 
And this shop would not be where it's at without Nick at all. Like throughout all the years when I would let you guys down, fucking Nick come in, save our asses. So Nick, sub dog, appreciate you. You know what I'm 100%. saying? Yeah. Let's talk about some of the times I flaked on you and Nick showed up to save the company. There's one time in particular. All right. So uh, <clears throat> Nick came into our lives. Uh, our kids were in daycare over uh, off of uh, El Camino and Walnut over in our area. Um, we had them in this little daycare and there was this really nice teacher, Miss Jolene. And one of the barbecues that they put on, she came up to me and she's like, hey, I know you work on cars. Yeah. I need you to meet somebody. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, what, what, sure. What, what's up? And she's like, this is my husband, Nick. And he's like, look like some trench coat mafia dude with this big yeah. old long trench coat, which now I realize is just cause he's really short. It was a regular trench coat, but it was oh. hella long on him. So Mario, give me the hand claps <laughs> or, the, or the drums or whatever. That's good. Right there. Uh, so, uh, no, Nick is, Nick is, uh, so he came to me just by chance. Like, yeah. uh, she's like, Hey, he went to WyoTech. He's this and that. And I'm like, Oh shit, a fucking WyoTech yeah. guy. Like this is not good. And I'm like, sure. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll give you a shot. Yeah. And he came in and from day one, that dude has just fucking banger, just grind yeah. and grind. And he, he's always in a good mood unless he's not then. Unless uh, I fuck with him. Unless you fuck with yeah. him. Then, but dude, he, he's one of the best people ever. So he is like, I have always said Nick is Nick is that friend. Nick is that guy where you need him at two, three, four in the morning. You call Nick and Nick's there. Yeah, like Nick is. is just the most committed, most just he, he's the most down person I've yeah. ever met. And he has been with us that the one time you're thinking of. Yeah. I, I've got a bunch of shit lined up the next day and Gabe's supposed to be with me. And I'm like, okay, so we got to go detail all these cars tomorrow. And, uh, back at that time, Nick was a drinker. Um, he's now sober for a long time. He's congratulations, like, yeah, Nick. Congrats, on Nick. Yep. He's, he's killing it doing the, the sober thing. And I, I commend him for it. Yeah. Um, I call, I call him super late at night and he's like, what's up, man? And I'm like, uh, G flake told me, dude, you, you've got, it. it's like two o'clock in the morning, literally maybe yeah. three. And he's like, man, I've been drinking all night. And I'm like, you got, you got to come dude. I, I can't yeah. do this by myself. And he's like, all right, come pick me up when, when you're ready. And I'm like, seriously. And I, I go pick the guy up. He is pickled. Like he is just my man. Yeah. And, and he's like, I, I told you dude. And I'm like, yeah. cool. And he, he just grounded out. It was like, Nothing happened, dude. He would just he handled it, and I'm like, this is this is my boy. Yeah. Like this is my yeah. guy. Like, and it's been like that ever since. He was my very first full time employee mm-hmm. when we got the shop, and he's he's been there from the ground level and built this thing up with us. So he is family. Again, if he wasn't around in this capacity that he was, business wouldn't be where it's at today. Correct. So now we got lucky. Got his wife Jolene too. She's always yelling, walking around, punching people doing all this crazy ass mean shit to me all the time like but she does her job so she, she will let her slide and you deserve it by I, the way well, that is her job oh <laughs> that is her job there you go no yeah we're lucky to have them and i'm they're good dude like when they show up it's gonna be a good day you know every day that they're there they do their shit anything that pops up they handle it too so we i want to just kind of backtrack a little bit and talk about how stressful it was to be an assembly line painter and all the things that would go wrong during the time you're buying a home, you're building a shop, you have two kids, you know, like you're starting this new chapter in your life. But 
constantly we're being overwhelmed and bombarded with work. Now, that's no complaint. We're grateful for all the work we get even today. But this is how the day would play out. We'd get to the shop in the morning, usually about 6.37-ish, start to polish all the paint from the night before that you stayed late and painted. You'd get there. You'd be tired as shit, just like I'm tired as shit because I prepped everything you just painted. So we'd start to polish. Half the day would go away to polishing. And then we can start prepping the work for the day, right? There's other people in the mix, too, that weren't the same speed as us, but were still very high-quality employees that were also a part of the team. So there's this whole unbalance of pace thing, but everybody has their position. So you were managing all these different things, and then body guys would turn around and fuck some up, we'd have to repaint it, and it'd have to leave in two days, which fucked up the entire timeline. This was like, what was two or three years of just chaos at this shop that we were working at. And I remember thinking like, is everybody's job like this? Like, or are we just super lucky? Like, what's the deal? Because it literally be like, you come out, I can see it on your face, and you're like, I need you to go over there, this, 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 and that. And I'm just like, what am I missing? We just did that. And you're just like, no, got to go. And I'm just like, all right, you learned how to just roll into things, right? Without giving it too much emotion. But like, that shit felt like it lasted a long time. And I know you know what I'm talking about. It's just a wild production line of painting like yeah people don't know exactly what what goes into that and it you know we might just be some dumb animals that are just plugging away painting cars but there's an art form and for you to be a great painter you have to know how to fix stuff on the fly and you have to learn how to fix your own mess ups fix other people's mess ups like everything is not perfect it's like i equate it uh one of my really good friends uh for the longest time he does concrete and I equate it to concrete. You get one shot at it. Like yeah. you do it. And if you screw it up, you, you break it up and you start over. And there's, there's really, I yeah. mean, there are things in the middle that you can catch and, and kind of fix and, and make it pass. But like, we don't just make stuff pass. Like we, yeah. we make sure it's right. And, um, again, that goes down to the grind. It's like, I, it didn't matter if it was six in the morning or two in the morning, yeah. the next night, like everything had to be the same, the same level of quality, the same level yeah. of care. Um, everything just had to be right. And that, that was the, what we were bred in as far as that shop. Like that was one of the highest quality shops in town at the yeah. time. And we had to rise to that level and we knew their expectations and, unfortunately for you, we still have those expectations. So we, you know, that, that that's just it. That's life. So. You know what's wild is that for one point, I did used to whine about it and be like, why are we this? And now that I'm just like this fucking, this level of person, I'm just like, oh, I'm fortunate to be this, to have this level of expectation because put us in a room, you know, put us up against other people. I mean, we fixed the managers of other major corporation shops yes. that are in the same line of work. We fix their family's cars, not because they don't have room for it at their place, but because the level of execution is extremely high. And we can always take that bar yeah. that people have to jump over. We yeah. can lower it and step over it if we need to, but we're not going to. Yeah. But can we do that this week coming up? No. Okay. Not a chance. I was, was going to try. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into the part where you begin to realize working for somebody else and doing your side gig isn't sustainable for you anymore. 
Like, we don't need to talk about the events that led up to that, but just, well, I guess we kind of got to talk about the events. We don't have to talk about them exactly. That's up to you. But like, what's it like in your head, bro, going through the fact that you know you could produce this on your own, but you're still working for somebody else? What's that like? Like, So my side hustle, it got bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And one thing I, I started realizing at an early point in my life is you get what you put in. Or you get what you want. Yeah. Like I'd go through phases where I'm like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to work. I don't. I don't want to do extra stuff. And I'd lay on the couch and be yeah. super lazy. And I'm like, nothing would happen. And yeah. then we're like, man, we need money. I, I need to get back in this. And then all of a sudden, the work would just be plentiful. And it's like, that's just how life is. Yeah. Um. But it got to the point where now I have nothing ill to say about the shop we worked at. Yeah. It was good to us. The family yeah. was good to us. Definitely. Uh, you know, it, it definitely posed its own challenges, but I got to the point in, uh, what I say? I think it was 20, I think it was 2015, 2014, uh, where I had to leave the other place. I was there two different runs for, uh, several, several years. No, I mean, it was 2015 when you actually, when I left there. Okay. So when you got your current Shop. Right. So the the shop came along before I had any inclination of actually yeah. quitting my full-time job. Because also it is hard to have a shop at your own home. Yes, it is. That we poses found that a challenge. lot of issues when your kids yeah. want to, you know, mm-hmm. take your time or your wife comes out. And yeah, so it, it. So that, that was the turning point is one day I had a bunch of crash cars behind my fence and there was jagged ass metal everywhere. And oh, my shit. girls are riding their scooters or their bikes. And I'm like, oh my God, one of the kids are going to kill themselves or yeah. impale themselves on one of these crash cars. And we both kind of had the epiphany, like this is not working anymore. Yeah. And, and it was too busy and too, it was just too much. Like yeah. we shouldn't have been doing what we were doing at that capacity. So a shop fell in our lap. Yeah. 2014, we got the shop. I was still working full time uh, for this other outfit. Um, that kind of ran its course. 2015, we're doing good enough out of the shop where I'm like, you know what? I think we can do this. Yeah. Like, we can pay our bills at least. If nothing else, we can pay our bills. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to quit here. I'm going to go to another shop. I went to that other shop for yeah. like four to six weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm done working for people. Yeah. Like, the other shop was cool too. It's another mom and pop shop, but they didn't have the same outlook. They were more production. I just wasn't a fit. Yeah. And I, I said, you know what? Screw it. Um, we're we're going to do this. And I went home, told Kelly, I'm like, we're going to, we're going to go out on our own and we're going to yeah. do this. And she's like, are you stupid? And I'm like, yeah, I think I am. Which was scary because in May of 2015 was when I quit my full-time job because it became so much to have somebody that works 12 hours a day when you're Mm -hmm. trying to raise, you know, a a four and a five-year-old and work full-time. So I said, you know what, I think I'm going to just focus on the house and, and kind of our, our side business. Yeah. And then I think it was two months later that he said, I'm going to quit my job. And I was like, okay, so you guys both had this. this going on. Without even really talking about it. I guess so. Yeah. I, n- I never had aspiration to actually open my own shop because yeah. I saw my friend Chad do it uh, yeah. at NorCal Body Shop. Yeah. And I was like, I saw him do it and I'm like, I'm never going through that. They're crazy. Yeah. Like it was, 
it was just stupid watching what they had to jump through. And I'm like, there's no way. And he's like, oh, he always told me, and it's it's so funny. And we joke about it to this day. Like, oh, you're going to be a good shop owner one day. I'm like, no, nah, dude, I'm not yeah. doing that. Like, I see what you guys went through, and this is garbage. I'm not doing yeah. it. And this is not the friendly estate for our business. Like, it, it, it's tough. It's We have a lot of regulations we got to jump through, and it's expensive. And yeah. we're fighting against these giant corporations to get our market share. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way, dude. Like, we're, we're just not doing it and you know it it ended up just kind of working out that way you know and she went to work because she was tired of little humans yelling at her all day she's like i gotta go do like human stuff and like go so she went back to her old job at the uh cosmetic dermatology office in isac and um you know she's like i'm i'm good i'm working i'm working and then we were like okay you need to quit your job now because it's too much for me to do by myself yeah. and she's way smarter than I am. So she had, she had to do all the numbers and make sure I didn't freaking lose our ass on stuff. So that's where she came in to the business full time. And she not only doing numbers, she was out there sanding cars and prepping yeah. cars and detailing cars on a daily basis with me. Like she, she was in the trenches with me. I mean, there's old school Instagram pictures yeah. of her out there sanding cars down with me. I mean, it, it was she she's a beast. No, still is a beast. And like I thank, get it. It makes sense. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> In the shop we call you man bear pig. Like you're just some type of animal. We don't you, know what you kind forgot of animal. the beast. Oh, There's yeah. a beast in there yeah. too. You're just some kind of animal, but we can't call it. How are you feeling about Kelly? Just all this is going on. It's a lot. Let's set the stage right for the question. Midnight's a good or regular time he would come home. This is for years. Yes. You have two little ones. You're yeah. also working a full-time job. Uh-huh. Trying to keep your own sanity in line. Mm-hmm. And he gets home. Fucking guy wants to play Call of Duty at night in his underwear and shit. Like, how's all this playing out for you? In your uh, head, my bad. Yeah. Uh, it, was an, it was an incredible challenge, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Um, No, I mean, again, the toughest part, going back to when the kids asked if their dad was going to spend the night, was just, that just puts it into perspective. Um, It was tough. It was incredibly hard on, luckily the girls were little. They didn't know any different. And I I appreciate the fact now that he can Yeah, be home at a decent time sometimes. Um, Yeah, I I think it was just, it was tough on, on both of us, but. I mean, somehow our marriage is rock solid. Yeah. No, that's great. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what about when he came home, talked about so-and-so wanting him to go look at a shop? Um, I said no. Why did you say no? Um, because it it scared me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like, I liked just what you had going on. What we had. Yeah. It was solid. It was, yeah. you know, consistent. Um, the idea, I mean, he's always had his own side business. Um, but the idea of taking it full time was terrifying Yeah, to me. Yeah. There was no constant there. So that was hard. But once we jumped in, I mean, that's really what you have to do. You have to just pull that cord. Oh, shit. And once you do, I mean, you either sink or swim. Yeah. Hell or high water, you're in it. Yeah. So I remember the shop showing up there, seeing it, and I'm like, "Why? Why are we here? What is? What is? What are we doing here? This is this is gonna be our shop." And I'm just like, 
why? Like, this is not a nice place from where we just came from. This is what you want to do. And like, I remember thinking that and seeing you, how you sold me. Cause you're just all lit up about all this equipment and what we could do and this and that. And I'm just like, well, fuck, this hasn't failed yet. Uh, all right, what do you need me to do? And like, we just kept doing what we did, but it's ramped up. I remember all the events that led up to you going out on your own and just remember thinking like, this motherfucker's gonna like, he's gonna get a fire in his belly. Like, it's, it's, this going to be interesting to see what happens next with you. And you did what, like, way bigger and better. I think, f- did you see, how? what did you see the timeline like? Basically, like, so you get the shop. There's a bill due to pay for the shop. Automotive is already expensive. So now you got all this money leaving. And it's, like, overnight, basically. There wasn't no 90-day plan to get to this. Like, this happened. You made all the moves. What's that like for you? So going from the house where everything yeah. was built into our, our mortgage, our daily day to day, like it, it was, it was crazy because immediately you go in and you're like, well, now I have $5,000 more in bills that we have to cover just before we start making money. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is crazy. And if you would have asked, I mean, honestly, you asked me still, I still feel like I'm flying by the seat of my pants, dude. And and I'm an established business person if somebody yeah. was outside looking in. But like every day I learn something new. And that's with this trade. Like yeah, every definitely. day, if you're not learning, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, you're fucking right. And again, that comes to where I lean on Kelly because again, she she is the brains. Like, I mean, obviously I'm the the beauty, but she is she is definitely the brains behind the operation. And uh, you know. I, I just all I thought was day to day I can make this many hours yeah. I know I can make yeah. the bills and that's all that mattered and then I'm like and I just need to smash the gas yeah. everything's going good and I need to just not let up and don't look back and the only time I look back now is just to be like wow that's where we were and this is where we are and this is incredible and it, it it's just been a crazy journey it has. And what's wild to me is we're in the same building with the same people doing a hundred times more work. And it's the same vibe. It's the same environment. It's the same. If I go over there and I, if I crack that door and I go, Nick, he knows this will cut himself. He needs me to hold his finger closed or like vice versa. Right. If he comes over and I can see him, I'm like, okay, I know what happens next. Or if he comes over and he's in a panic and I'm just like, I don't need to bitch at him right now. I need to fix this right now. This is the same since day one. And that's, I'm grateful for that. You know, people come along like, oh, what do you do there? What do you make this, this and that? Or how do you guys do this and that? And this painter's over here doing this, this and that. And it's like, that ain't none of my business. What goes on here is different than just working a regular job. It's already different because of the hours and the environment and how the industry is. But I mean, we've been through a lot together, not even just personal, but just you talk about working with somebody for years through horrible, fucked up situations that just change at the drop of a dime. Like, it's very intense. So, yeah, just wanted to highlight that the shop is still the same vibe. So you know, one, one thing, go, going back to Nick, going back, we, we couldn't do this if we didn't have the crew. Yeah. So you, yeah, myself, Nick. Uh, Doggo, yeah. Doggo 
Dagoberto is one of the best body men I've yeah, ever, ever seen. I mean, your, no, da- your dad is probably one of the best body men in town. No, these fools are like right there next it, to it. It's weird. It's crazy. Yeah, they're it next is to each crazy. Other. They're machines. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, like you said, Jolene came on board. We've got Wes, who's our parts guy. Yeah. Um, all he deals with is parts all day. And coming out of COVID, we're dealing with back orders on a daily yeah. basis. It, it sucks. But that's his job. And he does it. And he owns it. And he, like... And then we got Chris. Chris is one of our newest additions. And we've known Chris for years from our old shop. Yeah. We brought him on. He's been out of the trade for 10 years. But having him in there is like a breath of fresh air for everyone. Like, it's going to enable us to power through this, get through it more seamlessly. And, you know, we couldn't do it without the crew. And that's why we try to show you guys every year, no, you, like, that you we do, love you. You do a very you, good job. You, yeah. you guys are family. It's yeah. not... It's not just business. Like you guys are family, and that's why we can do this. So, no, and let's let's go back to the other guys, right? So, right now we have a solid crew of however many people that is, but it hasn't always been like that. A lot of us in the automotive trade—I say us because I'm included—were what you call like knuckle draggers or like idiots or I don't know what you want to call it. Dogs, outside dogs. A lot of us are rough around the edges, very rough. So to pick the cream of the crop out of the rough is already a challenging thing. We've got so many body techs, some that were very, very good that just didn't fit our system or had, you know, aspirations of going doing other things. Some guys that were just dog shit. And it's been a wild ride to just go through all these people, right? And it's inconsistent as hell. You come over. I remember specifically our old employee, Traw. Had this really tricked out Honda, right? Cool car. He's building it. He wants to get it painted. He gets into an accident, though. So now there's an insurance claim there. Car's got a high value. I remember the guy that fixed that car who was a temp there, who came in for a little bit. And I feel the work with my hands, the mud work. And I'm like, what? Are you fucking with me? Like, what are we? What is this? And I go get you, and you're just like, dude, what? Like, there's, you can fake some things in, in an automotive repair when it comes to body lines, cosmetic things. Structural, you cannot fake in. You know, you can't just fake stuff in as if it's going to support the vehicle. And I remember seeing that and you and I just looking at each other like, people do this somewhere. Like, this guy has been in this for a long time doing this. Other people are very, very good producers of work, but the body men are emotional just like the painters are. Go ahead. So I remember that specific car and I remember that tech and we have, we've had some great techs again, parted ways for different reasons, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, this has all been one journey. It's, it's, I have no ill will against anybody. I mean, everybody that's come on, you know, they, they, they fit the bill, played the part, helped yeah. us out. I mean, it, the whole nine, but I remember that. And I was like, man, this is what it feels like if you blocked a car with a sack of walnuts, yeah. because it's just, there was no consistency. No, it was, wild. it was literally like, like you used a piece of jello with a piece of sandpaper on it. And that's how you sanded the car. And it was like, holy shit, this is the worst thing I've ever felt. It was pretty eye opening that that has a place somewhere, well, but it does. It, yeah. It was shocking. It was like, Oh, we, we've never seen that. Yeah. We've never seen that before. And it's like, Oh, we've, we've done some things with some primer, but not this, like that was wild. And that, that's one of the things that you have to go to though. 
to make you appreciate a solid team. When COVID hit, me and you talked about what are we going to do after this? How's that going to look? Like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, now we have probably the most solid team. Go ahead, Kelly. She's oh, we can just always ass. count on Gabe to weed God. out oh. anybody. Oh, <laughs> okay. Lie. I wasn't going to say nothing, <laughs> but since you're going to say something, go ahead and say it all the way. What are you talking about? Oh, we've just had a, several people that we've uh, hired that Gabe. Go ahead. Ran off. Somehow ran, runs off. Ran off through various tactics and means. Gabe I is mean, the worst I'm boss. Impressed. I'm slightly yeah. impressed with how you do it. It's very quiet. It's very sly. But yeah. all of a sudden, they quit. He's they even quit. ran family members out. Yeah. His own that didn't members? That didn't cut... Did, didn't cut the bill. You went fucking deep. I'm just what are you saying. doing? <laughs> I mean, I'm just She's saying. slapping him on the hand like, shut the fuck up. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure your cousin is a yeah, little mad at yeah, you. He so. is. He definitely is. And he should be. And he should be. I, I hope we don't have no family reunions anytime <laughs> soon. I still love you, cousin. If you need to bury a body, you can call me. But you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. It's no, Gabe's fault. Yeah. No, it's not. That one wasn't me. Anyways, oh. what they're talking about is some people have different ideas of what the word ultimate means. And when they prove to not be teachable to that idea, to our idea, they got to go. And Justin's not really, he's a very, if you haven't already noticed through my experience with him, he's a very chance giving person. I don't like that many chances. I'm tired of these people fucking up my shit. <laughs> I actually do appreciate Gabe's tactics. See? Boom. Serves a purpose. Yeah, there's been a few people that I've had to help get out the door just because they were toxic to the mix. And, like, I've had to learn to do it even more subtle so I don't get fired myself or get the, the like, what are you doing, dude, speech from you. Yeah. But it's worked. I mean, here we are now. I'll tell you what. I'll never. <laughs> when you told me Chris was coming on, that that was actually going to happen, I was like. Oh, I need to straighten up now. Like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's time for me to step it up. Like, fuck. But okay. Like, that's been cool. I'm going to say Go the only reason for that is because Chris had a police background. Because Chris he, went to the academy. He went to the academy. And he knows how to deal with the... <laughs> and, and he knows Gabe and he can read Gabe from a mile yeah. away. So Gabe knew he had to straighten his yeah. shit up. So. I'll give you a story of me and Chris. He used to work the parts counter, and I'd come in every day, and I'd shoot him this look, and he'd shoot me this look. And it's kind of the look somebody gives you, like, what do you, did you pay for everything you have in your hands kind of look. And I just remember asking him, like, after months, like, what did you do before this? And he kind of was like, oh, you know, I did this, this, and that. And I was like, huh, that doesn't fit, but okay. And finally, one day, it slipped where he was like, yeah, I went to the academy. And I was like, academy for what? And he's like, for a police officer. And I was like. Oh, that makes sense. That makes total sense. That I makes no total sense. You didn't know that makes sense. Like, even when he's talking, he sounds like the police and he's right next to me. <laughs> no, but here, here it goes, though. When you put that into play in a business situation, it's fucking perfect. For the job he has, that dude's a fucking banger. Like, he figures it out, does multiple jobs. Is very good at handling people, Nick, me, you know, customers. So we're blessed to have him too. Another personal story is one time I came in fucking with him, right? And I came in through one side of the door. I think I said some some disrespectful shit fucking around. And before I could turn around to see if he was behind me, 
where I came from, he was in front of me. And he picked me up and I was like, all right, never again. You win. You win. And he's like, no, let's let's have it out. And I was like, no, I give up. I plead the fifth. And like we had an understanding at that point. I remember that shit. The understanding is he wouldn't murder <laughs> you if he needed yeah, to. Yeah, he was going to cuff my ass <laughs> up or whatever. No, but yeah, Chris is rock solid. There's another funny story I'll get on after this. We're sitting at the parts counter going over some things. I think you sent me over to him to get bumpers and other things. I went over there with the sheet. And we hear this noise because the old shop in West Sac used to be next to a main street. And we hear like this, oh, oh, noise. And we're just like, what the fuck? Like both of our situational awarenesses are pretty good for different reasons. And like <laughs> he goes, did you hear that? I go, I did. And he looked outside and I was like, oh, because he was sitting down low on the counter. And I was like, yo, it's an old man, fam. He he fell over in his in his wheelchair, like his motorized wheelchair. And we run out there and I'm like, he's got EMS training. I'm going to just follow him. Right. Like, what am I doing? G? And he looked at me, he looked at the old man and he goes, <laughs> he tells the old man, we're here to help you. It's all good. But like, tell us how to pick you up and put you back in your chair. We don't want to like break anything or, or hurt you. And the guy just looks up at Chris with this pissed off look, like it's Chris's fault. And he goes, just pick me up and put me back in my chair. And we're just like, Oh, like that. Pick him up, put him back in his chair. He didn't even say thank you. He took off. And I was like, is that what it's like to be a cop, dude? Like, <laughs> what the fuck was that? You know? Yeah. Anyways, what's up, Chris? Now, we get a real good rock star body guy that's Doggo, right? I don't know where you found Doggo or how it came about. But as soon as you said the name Doggo, I was like, who the fuck has a name like Doggo? Like, I'm picturing Joe Dirt. And then a Mexican guy shows up and I'm like, Oh, we might get lucky. Like, go through the paces with him. He turns out to be a rock star. Like, he's very good. And we're all learning how to cohabitate in the body shop, right? Learning how to speak to one another, how to not speak to one another. And it's daily changing. Like, when we're at a diesel and it's cold, you might not want to talk to Doggo <laughs> with such, you know, with such bass in your voice. But when it comes to the work, Doggo's a fucking machine. How did that come about for him to come out of the shop? Uh, <clears throat> so it's mid mid COVID, and uh, he was looking to make a change from a big chain body shop down in the bay. And I found him online, yeah. and he came in, and he's like, "Hey, he's like, I I can't tell you w- what I am." He's like, "Just let me come in and do some stuff for you, and and we'll see yeah. if you want to hire me." And I'm like, "He doesn't want to go to any big chain shops because yeah. he's kind of done with that." And came in. Um, I remember. I forget. We were like gone or i think we were gone somewhere and and we had my buddy joe from high school he was still yeah. working for me and he's like hey uh you need to hire this guy and i'm like why and he's like this dude can fix anything yeah. like this dude is is crazy like yeah he he just doesn't bat an eye at anything and he just plows through it and i'm like okay and so i get back to the shop and he's like dude check out this stuff and there was some like very questionable stuff that i left them to yeah. fix and he's like no dude he just handled it he didn't even didn't even cry, didn't yeah. nothing. Like, and I'm like, okay. And then Doggo has a very dry personality. Uh, there's a little bit of a language barrier, but that actually I I enjoy that because dude, he dude, he will bust your balls and he you don't even know he's busting your balls. And then you go, What the is he? Yeah. No. It, and then by the time you figure it out, you're like, 
oh, that son of a bitch is freaking, he's just fucking with me. And it's been hard for people to get along with him at first because he's got a dry personality and he messes with you and you don't know he's messing with you. He's not afraid to fuck with you. No. And from the time you start, he's messing with you. And it's like, and then once you figure it out, like, oh my God, this dude's freaking, he's super cool. But he's a beast. He's, He's unlike anybody guy I've ever seen, like I said, yeah. Up there with your dad where he produces like just massive amounts of work yeah. and everything's perfect. And he, I mean, he's a beast, dude. And, and again, great crew. I mean, we we could not do this without you. So Yeah, and just backtracking on Joe knew his shit. Joe still knows his shit, right? Mm-hmm. Been around the block, knew what he's talking about. That was one of the things he comes over and he goes, how you like this body guy? I was like, I don't know this body guy. And he's just like, well, he seems cool. And I was like, they all seem cool. Let's put him to the test, right? Like. And he's just like, well, what do you think about his work? I was like, I don't know. And I'm looking at it and like, I can see it. I know what it's supposed to look like and it looks good. And I'm like, we'll see when, like when we prime it, prime it. I'm like, oh, this fucking dude like knows his shit. Like this is, it's right where it needs to be right and where it can be not right. It's still right. And I'm like, all right, he does not take in the shortcuts, even if you give it to him. Right. Like he's very precise with shit. Uh, we haven't had to reprime anything reasonable because you'd be making some unreasonable ass requests to fix things, which is cool. We're used to it. We love you for it. But yeah, there'll be some times where he'll come over and he'll go, Senor, this is going to need the heavy primer. I was like, oh, I got the heavy primer. It's good. But that's a once in a while thing. You know, some guys, they lean on the painter to save their jobs. And he's not one of those people. He's on point. He's there every day. Like, so it's been a pleasure having him too. You know, who else works there? Am I forgetting anybody? Kelly works there. You're not going to say anything nice about her? Uh, the only thing I can say about Kelly in, in the workplace is mm-hmm. that I try to stay away from her. I do yeah. too, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, what is that old saying? You can use it in different contexts, but uh, behind Before every I- behind every good man is a great woman. That that also pertains in this situation. Is that because I bring you lunch every day? And she brings me okay. lunch. Yeah. That's why I'm fat. Yeah. For well, sure. I didn't say you were fat, but <laughs> whatever. You could have told the audience you had a six pack and they'd never know. It's six pack. <laughs> How's the business? Sorry, you want to take a drink? No. Okay. How's the business changed on your end, Kelly? From doing a few things when the shop first opened up from that one building to the capacity we're at now and the amount of work we do now? Um. Well, it was, I mean, it got pretty crazy there for a while. That's why we have an accountant now. Yeah. Um. So for me, it's a lot easier. I come in and I hold Justin's hand. That's what I like to explain. Yeah. Um, Moral support. No, no that's how that works because he turns around and holds ours. Right. Right. So, yeah. yeah. No, we absolutely need each other. It's never mind. I won't use that phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, I. It's actually allowed me to go over things a little more in depth and make sure that our business yeah. makes the money yeah. we should be making so that we can take care of everybody. Yeah, and there's been this fine line to walk of Justin wants to have it's a theology, right? Uh under promise over deliver every time, mm-hmm. right? That's great when it comes to customer service, customers coming back, but when it comes to throwing things in for free and fixing things out of goodwill, it doesn't always pay off because these people don't have the same idea to us. So yeah. um Am I allowed to yeah. call us UNICEF? That's what I like to oh, call us. Oh, fuck. Damn. I wasn't going to say all that. But oh, no. That's what I tell Justin every time. Well, you he, see the numbers. I don't. I well, just... you know, and it's not that extreme, but Justin likes, 
he's very generous. It's yeah. got better you know, over yeah. the years. Yeah. It has gotten because I make sure it gets I, better. Yeah, I yeah. bust your balls on that yeah. kind of stuff. That's I think the UNICEF comment is getting to you. Go ahead. That's All right. One so one thing. Get... So so people don't think I'm the most terrible father on the face of the planet. So when we opened the shop and went full time, yeah, that did allow me to uh close the shop doors, go to birthday parties, yeah. meet families, be yeah. with the kids. I, I My duty was to take the girls to all the birthday parties. Yeah. So that wasn't really Kelly's scene. She didn't really know. We didn't know people. Yeah. So I was that guy. I took my girls to that. And my shop has allowed me to be more involved with my girl's life. And that has been very important. And that alone, I feel like I, I hit the jackpot. No one ever called you a bad dad. No, no I'm, yeah. I'm, but but the, the way we were painting yeah. me, I just I, I I just want to clear that up. The shop has definitely allowed me to be a better father, be more um, involved with their lives, sports, stuff like that. I don't miss any of that Absolutely. stuff anymore, yeah. which and is that, which has been nice. And that's important. Like in my thoughts with Gabe, like I don't want him to work himself to where he no, can't. No, and be. that's. Go ahead. I apologize. Yeah, no, no, no. I just, you know, I know what it was for Justin to miss out on all that. And I would, I I don't want you. Yeah. It's always been in the back of my head. It's like, I don't want our employees to feel like they have to give up their family life to work. No. And so we're, we're at this place now where it's like Monday, Justin and I talk about production for the end of the week. And that's two purposes. I need to know what I'm responsible for by the end of the week, right? So I can make that happen. And if I need anything in the middle to make that happen, I can do it before it gets to me. The other thing is the second phone call is to the wife. What do you need by the end of the week? What do I need to be doing? What are we doing this weekend? Usually everything happens during the weekend. But if there is something that is important, it's just a text message or a phone call. Hey, this, this, and this, we need to do this. I go back into the office. Hey, I'm out for this, that. And he's just like, all right. I remember in the beginning, he would look at me like, are you going to be able to handle that? And like now, it's kind of no question because I'll, you know, the paint shop, we don't miss deadlines. So like, I appreciate the fact that you had to go through that and you understand how valuable that is to everybody else because it goes downhill, right? It reciprocates to all of us. Nick just had his, what is it, like his 70th birthday and they got to do like massages and like, you know, all that stuff. They took the day off to do it. We didn't skip any beats. We didn't bust his balls about it. They needed to be done. He took his time because he needed it, came back. Doggo's gone to Mexico, you know, like you gave us the last week of the year off paid. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that you've been in the trenches and know what's what, and so does Kelly, like you guys live that, that's part of the reason why all of us are so just grateful to be there. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, we know you know what you're talking about when it comes to that. So, yeah, we appreciate that. Is there, <laughs> let's talk about the growing pains of going from one unit to two units that skipped over <laughs> the second unit onto the third. Let's talk about growing pains of growth. So we go from from just doing independent stuff, insurance companies and people bringing you their stuff to getting an account with our major insurance companies. What did that take on your end? So we, we, uh, <clears throat> We had one unit, 2,700 square feet, had a spray booth, all the, everything was equipped to do yeah. everything we needed to do. And our spray booth is still up to EPA standards and everything else. Totally, to totally. And it's grandfathered in, so yeah. don't bother us. Uh, but everything, everything uh, was all great and good. Um, 
we outgrew it really fast. Yeah. I mean, within a year or two, we were busting at the seams. Um, we grew into the second unit, which there was another unit in between us. Each one's 2,700 square feet. Uh, grew into that third unit, I guess you could say, but it was really our second. Um, shortly after, I got in the right place at the right time, begging the right person for some work, and it turned out into this monster of an account with a giant yeah. uh, insurance company. Um, and then they said, Hey, you know, we need this, that, and the other from you. We had to put up a gate. We had to do some other stuff. Yeah. And then shortly after we consumed that center unit between yeah. our other two. And, um, th there's been growing pains, but again, our client base, um, has been there for us. Like I had one guy that we were restoring cars from or for, and every time we expanded, I asked that guy for a car or he yeah. just happened to be there like, Hey, I need this car done. Yeah. And we'd knock them out in record time, do full, yeah. full like concourse ready, you know, stuff with another hot rod shop in yeah. town. And we'd build these cars and there was my money for the expansion. Yeah. And we, we never, something I learned from the old shop yeah. <clears throat> where we worked in West Sac, you don't buy something if you can't afford it. Yeah. And so we would, pay cash for everything, for all the expansion, for all the new equipment. And yeah. it was like, okay, we're outfitted. We're ready to go. Um, and then it was just business as usual. Like we, we kind of used our, our wits to not really have like growing pains from that. Yeah. And then it, you call it luck, you call it being blessed, you, whatever it is. I mean, we've, we've ran the gamut, dude. Like we're, we're, fortunate we're lucky we're blessed all the above um but we have made very good decisions as well yeah. and that that has helped us uh combat, of that, combat that that's your guys's planning that's the planning daily at the shop and the execution like the small math makes the entire picture you know what i'm saying like that's yeah so that's uh appreciate the theory of the small math or small math that's why i'm trying to give you fist bump you're leaving me hanging mario <laughs> fuck uh he's looking at me like what the fuck what about some of the <laughs> the people in place that try to stop the growth. I want to talk about, we had a neighbor. So we had a unit that right now we have four doors, right? And instead of getting the last two, we got the the last one and then the one on the other side of an existing unit. And there was a guy in there doing side work that just wasn't giving a shit about us trying to expand and made it a real pain in the ass for like, I think it was like a month or two months. And it was... It was really fucked up to see how other people in the industry reacted to the fact that you were growing. It was, and it's still, you deal with that stuff. Like the industry is cutthroat. We know that, but it's really ugly to see, you know? And I think that's also why it's important to have that culture at the shop because we're all safe here, you know, like you're not going to go somewhere and have somebody do some wild shit to you. So you have... In my experience in this trade, you have a couple types of owners or, or business people. You have the people that there's plenty of work out there. Yeah. You just have to figure out how to get it. Yeah. And then you have the other people that are like, well, your competition, I can't mess with you. And they want nothing to do with you. They talk crap. They do whatever. Yeah. And they're, they're on guard. I'm not in that camp. Yeah. I'm like, there's plenty of work. I've had other shop owners be like, Hey, my painter bailed on me. He's out of town, yeah. messed up a couple bumpers. What can you do? I'm like, drop them off, dude. We'll paint them. Yeah. I didn't even charge them. I'm just like, here, it's goodwill. Like take this, do your thing. It's all good. Um, that's just how I operate. That's how we operate on a daily basis. Like yeah. Kelly does keep that 
in rain because yeah. I, I can go to extreme with that, but um, it's the same thing. Like with you, with your, your art thing yeah. and with the podcast and all yeah. that, it's like, we've been through the ringer with you yeah. and we support you. And um, that that's just part of being in the family, part of being in the yeah. fold. Like if, if you're with us and you're ride or die, like that's, we're going to be there with you. And that all shows through the, the whole thing. It's that's life. It is. And I, I, that was one of the, I didn't know how we were going to get to that part, but you said it. So we'll go there. There's difference of support, right? We'll get off topic a little bit. Um, there's support where you give somebody a smile and you say, good job. That's great for you. And that's it. You know? And then there's support where somebody comes out and they give you money to make sure your shit can keep moving. And that's, you're grateful if somebody believes in you enough for that because now you have to rise to the challenge of like now you're responsible for some type of somebody else gave you input. So like that's that's a good place to be, right? It's like, okay, the game's changed a little bit because now these people are involved. You guys have bought paintings from shows we've had here. You sponsor the podcast. Hopefully other stuff will happen too later on down the road. Uh, there's been countless times where Kelly's came out boy's birthday dad worked a bunch of hours she just did payroll and there's a hundred dollar bill there you know just cash out of her hand and it's like those don't that's not that's not something you get everywhere else you know there's been times where it's like hey uh you know something's going on i need a little bit of help or whatever and i wouldn't be afraid to ask you guys for stuff like that because of the track record we have and i'm sure everybody else at the shop feels the same way so I do appreciate you for that in a real way. One of the things I wanted to come through in the podcast was the fact that we have been through a lot and you guys are just pouring it on like I'm pouring it on. So like, I appreciate the hell out of it. You know, it's great. I thank you guys. So, yeah, I mean, we, uh, we appreciate all of you and yeah. I don't ever want anybody to feel like they're being taken for granted because we we did we did have times that we felt like, we that, felt like that before you when know? yeah. we were working for other how people. I feel about yeah. everybody's spouse or whatnot. Yeah. Like you're everybody, not just you guys. Yeah. Not that everybody that works there, but everybody's family yeah. is so important and and, and, and and plays a part in all of this. Definitely. So one thing with you, Gabe, is we have really taken joy in watching you become a father and yeah. it was very painful though watching you grow up oh but, for sure oh, was yeah. i was there yeah. okay. it was painful yeah. for me okay. too but to see you now no yeah. it, it's it's great and like you took to being a father yeah. and that has really shaped your life and that's great and all this positivity and all this stuff and all the people you can touch and bring up with you is i mean that's great that's why we're here supporting it and it's uh you giving us the opportunity i mean mario over here and uh Oak Park Brewing yeah. and, and all, all those folks like putting us on the can and and having us out for nine one six day and and we are Sacramento and like I mean dude that's that's cool stuff like we yeah. we would have never had that opportunity had it not been for you and yeah. you meeting Mario and and bringing us on board and making us part of the family it, it's it's and cool. it's really cool because we do feel like we are Sacramento one hundred percent yeah I've always felt that way so to actually have that acknowledgement is super special it is and so that's what i was kind of was messing around earlier about if it didn't happen this way like if all those pieces didn't fall the way they did like it's just wild to see how things play out i only know mario because somebody from graffiti the graffiti world wanted to talk on a podcast 
Mario was willing to like see what I was about when I wanted to do something else. Mario was willing to see more, you know, and he's been willing. All of this stuff you see, the professionalism and the sound and all that, there's other games in town that do this for profit, and their shit is trash quality-wise, audio-wise. You can't listen to a conversation for a long time and really allow it to impact your life. If you can hear it echoing or you can, you know what I'm saying, just Mario's input, just like your guys' input, the whole We Are Sacramento machine, all the time they put into like just understanding how podcasts work. So when I come into play, I don't have to have growing pains like that because I have Mario Lopez, We Are Sacramento in the mix, really calling a lot of the major shots that need to be called. And I can see the value in that. First people I call when there is a, you know, a little something that we can celebrate you with is you guys. So I'm grateful for the journey too. You know, it's been great and it's literally just getting started. So that's the scary and crazy part about all this. It's, it's wild. And I don't see like anything being out of the question, you know, but let's get back to the story. I apologize for all the emotions, but there was some, okay, Kelly, how are you dealing with all the growth and the gossip in the trade or just people changing up from being really close friends or people you would hear about other shop owners from day to day, other paint reps and people in the industry. Are you in tune with what's going on in regard to the shop or are you just like, no, absolutely not. Okay. I am completely tuned out. I don't do gossip. I don't appreciate gossip. So no. Um, and I don't think Justin really. No, you're not a big gossip either. Yeah. With that either, which is good for us because we don't, I mean, yeah. There's too much jealousy out there, and yeah, and uh, I think if you just keep yourself out of it, it doesn't really touch you as much. So I appreciate your position. Yeah, no, that's I'm gonna have to take notes. <laughs> that's a good place to be. So what about? Let's talk about doing business during COVID. I remember morning meetings. Joe still in the mix at that time. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So Joe's in the mix doing our morning meetings. We all have different opinions, but they're similar in root. You know, we're all blue collar guys. So we work jobs day to day. Uh, the thought of not working is terrifying. This was before any type of relief. You know, they're definitely getting their relief money back. Uh, you know, it was just very scary. And I remember like, I didn't give a shit because I was just trying to be sober. You know, I'm just focusing on just being sober. Like I did have a lot of time off of pills, but I was on a maintenance drug, get off the maintenance drug. And like, I only see what's in the, in the booth that day. And like what needs to be in the booth the next day type thing. But I remember when things slowed down and the insurance companies really put a halt to everything, which is basically, you know, the in-between between us and the customers. I remember it getting real thin. What are the conversations like at home between you guys while all this is going on? So for me, that was that was an insane. I've seen slowdowns. I've yeah. seen work wane from shops and whatnot. But this was a. It was unnatural. It was weird. It was like people just stopped driving. So yeah. there wasn't collisions. There was not. There wasn't work out there to be had. Yeah. And so. Uh, we were fortunate. We were able to pull in a couple like restoration type jobs yeah. just to keep keep the machine moving. But um, I mean, honestly, we're 
I, I personally was kind of terrified. I didn't want to show it, but yeah. I mean, it was like somebody went up to the, the water valve, the water spigot and turned that sucker off yeah. and it was just done. Like there was nothing for quite some time and it was, it was unnerving and everything we had built, like at that point, did it even matter? Like yeah. I, I didn't know where it was going to go from there. And we had this, uh, this shoe in amount of work that comes from, you know, our big insurance carrier and even that dried up and we're like, well, what, what is, what is happening here? It was, yeah. it was eye opening for sure. It was, it was definitely something that will make me appreciate everything moving forward. No. And I, I totally understand that too. What about you, Kelly? How was your, how were you seeing it play out? Just the news is talking about possible shutdowns, um, but it hasn't actually been a shutdown yet. You know, it was strange for me. Um, I'm somebody that, again, needs that consistency. I need things to be really normal and, and, you know, consistent. Um, So it was was hard in that sense. But then having him come home at like... Five on the dot. Five. Or like, oh, I'm going to come home for lunch for two hours. It was kind of nice. It was kind of like... it, it was just so strange. It wasn't, it was surreal. It wasn't, it, it, I didn't really know what to think of it. It's part of it. I, I enjoyed. Yeah. But when I really thought about it, when you, you try to sleep at night and you go, Oh no, this yeah. is, yeah, I'm not sure where this is going. Um, again, we are also very lucky. And I, I mean, I still again, appreciate everybody that, that worked because, yeah. you know, we, felt like if we can just keep everybody working that was good but you know i know everybody could have just stayed home none we we i apologize no like i know that we were thinking like that wasn't even a question for us nick's not the nick's not gonna tap you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna tap like you're not gonna tap like i remember just thinking like how do we do this and not go to jail or get penalized for like, like what do we need to do here? And like, luckily we fell under the category of essential. Right. So we never had to take time off, which is dope. But at the same time, you do have the other half of the population or more than half that has this like two year haze of like this crazy lifestyle that they were, you know, the government was funding. And like, right. you definitely see that shit coming back to bite a lot of people in the ass too now. And so like, I appreciate the fact that we got to keep working and that Friday at 3.30, I could plan on being home by 4, you know, if I really wanted to. Or if I needed some more time because I was dealing with some things, I could stay and plug into art and mess some things up, you know, and that you guys allowed that to happen in the space. Like, that that was a bad thing, but it was also like it set us up for very good things because when COVID did turn back on, we were ready to go as far as the core staff. Yeah, we didn't have to knock the ring rust off yeah. that other people might have. So yeah. no, we were right. we were I definitely guess fortunate. It was some sort of reset that we didn't realize was happening. How about managing or navigating all the business things that were available to your type of company from the government? How did you guys navigate that? Did you navigate that? Like what were we don't have to get into numbers and what, you know, but just this stuff's available now, and you guys aren't the type of people to raise a hand or put a hand out. 
So our, our main concern uh, from day one was we have all these other families yes, that we definitely. have to feed. And we appreciate and, that. Yeah. Uh, and we also have to feed our family. Yeah. So we're like, how the hell are we going to get through this? And they offered those PPP things. And we're like, sure, let's do this. And we used the first round of PPP. We used every single cent yeah, to, to we, pay our guys. Yeah, because you took like six months or some crazy shit like that with no... We didn't skip any checks. No. Nope. Like, you know, we never got excuses from you guys or sad faces or sorries. Like, no. Nope. And now remember, that shit was tough. Like, because I can see the money's leaving, but there's no cars coming back in. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, give one high five to the government. They made it pretty easy. Yeah. But I mean, and I appreciate I mean, I, that. I mean, yeah, no one got their overtime yeah. like they normally would. But yeah. We all, yeah, we all made it. Yeah, we did. Through. And, yeah, d- we didn't do well, but yeah. we, but we made it, and our door stayed open, and that was really the Im- important thing. I remember in our house, we were just like, "This ain't even happening to us. It's happening to everybody else." Like we were still learning about managing our own personal finances, so we were still doing things on the cheap. You know, like the park was one of our good friends. You know, two dollar movies is one of our good friends. So even when that money started coming back in it was like from the government it was like oh this is an opportunity you know and we rode that wave still riding that wave like so i appreciate it for that but like i do i did enjoy the fact that things slowed down for a little bit now obviously as adults it's not sustainable but it was cool for a little while anything positive come out of that for you guys that you're grateful for that wouldn't have happened otherwise um, I mean, the family time that uh, you, you can't, you can't get that back. Yeah. And we, we got to spend so much time together. The girls just cracked us up on a nightly yeah. basis. Like they dress up like the tiger King and come in and Peaceful. do like little yeah. videos yeah. and stuff. And it was like some of the most hilarious things and some of the best times that we had ever had as a, as a yeah. family. And as as hard as Lauren's birthday was, like, you know, we found a bounce house place that would rent us a popcorn machine and that yeah. kid couldn't eat her weight in popcorn. So, and then also a bounce house. And we're like, we're just doing this by ourselves, having a good old time, just us. And it was nice. It was fun. It was, it, it was a good reset. Like it, yeah. it actually was. And, um, I, you know, <clears throat> and just, I, just the four of us. Yeah. Just, just to just, have time. Yeah. And, yeah. Where we didn't feel like we had to go do this. The clock is ticking. Do, yeah. Yeah. You know, all these events and all these social things. It was just family time, which was really nice. How are, like, how are things today with the company? Are you guys happy where things are? What's what's your thoughts on your business currently? Like, So I, w- I would say um, last year was one of our best years we've ever had. Um, again, that goes back to the crew. Yeah. Um, bringing Chris on is going to be a huge asset. Um, I would like to, I I really brought Chris on because I, again, I've just grind so much in my life. Like I really want to start enjoying being able to take more time off and, and doing more family stuff. Like my girls, you know, 14 and 12 now, and it's getting to the point where, we only have a few years left with them yeah. under our roof before they go to school or whatever yeah. they choose to do in their lives. And then they become adults and then that's their path. And so like, I really want 
to be able to enjoy these last years with them. Yeah. And because I, I missed out on so many of their years, like I, I missed out on their, them being babies. I mean, yeah. it, it was tough. So now I need to make that up. And it, if it keeps moving in that trajectory and everybody, everything stays good at the shop and, you know, we still want to do all the team building stuff and all that. But my goal would to be to start being able to relax a little bit at the helm, let Chris take over everything else still move and, and be able to enjoy. Don't worry. He'll still be there 10 hours a day. Just yeah. maybe not 12. <laughs> well, three days a week, 10 hours, we can stand him, but you, you got to hey. take him the rest of the time. Oh no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Finish what you're saying. Oh, no. <laughs> so I agree that Chris is the right move for where you want to be. Right. Just like I feel confident about everybody, the whole team right now. I love that. When you show up, I know it's like there's hella consistency in it now. And that wasn't there for a long time. So when you come in to do the things and there's you're in the meeting, like they're like, oh, Kelly's coming to do these. Like everybody knows, like, okay, if she's coming to do those, that's done or it's gonna be done or whatever. Go ahead. What do you mean? When gonna I say? come in, you know the day's halfway over. That's the yeah. other thing too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, it's lunchtime. Yeah. She's got bankers hours yeah. for sure. <laughs> well, I got them. Well, I don't know about banker's hours, but I take an early lunch. Everybody's like, you take lunch at 11? I'm like, fucking 10.59 sometimes if I can. <laughs> yeah, no, and I just, I like where everything's at. I appreciate everything you guys are doing. I mean, I can't say that enough, but like, Kelly, what are some of the things you would like to see in this new year for the company? Or even as just, a result of the company in the home? Um, You know, I think where we're at is really good. Yeah. I don't think we really need, I mean, he will always want growth. Yeah. Little growth is okay. But I really do appreciate the team we have, and I don't necessarily want to mess with that. Um, so I think we're, we're really good where we are. Um, I just want us all to have fun. And, um, I'm glad you're in charge of the fun part. Yeah, right? Yeah, because he was... Uh, no, there'd be, be no fun. fun. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, no. I'm, I'm pretty happy. Awesome. Well, that's it's weird to be in a happy, content space. Right? Like I'm experiencing it, and I'm just like, when's the bottom going to fall this? out? Yeah, yeah, what is this? Know, Where's it coming right? from? He but, always calls me Chicken Little. Yeah, because you're worried about the sky, the sky falling. falling. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to do that role. I mean, right? Yeah. Nah. There's been times where I'm like, are you not tripping on this? And you just Justin just looks at me, and I'm just like, Oh, you've lost all the fucks. Like somebody has to give the bucks. Like <laughs> I had, I had one to give, and it's been long gone. Yeah. So we're we're good now. Yeah. 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 So for me to be like everything's good. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm, my fingers are crossed yeah. right here, but no, uh. oh, again, I appreciate. Oh, forgive me for the yawning. I appreciate where everything's at. Like again, growth would be tight, but we've came a long way with what we have, and. We're just looking for ways to make it better. So dial it in. Dial it in. Yeah. It's going to be cool. And like, I'm excited for it too. You know, like we're a couple months into the year and like Chris came in and straightened a bunch of things up, freed a lot of time up. He's very good with dealing with people. Nick and Jolene are a very good team together. Uh, Wes is doing his thing with the parts and just making sure he's being lied to every day by parts guys. They're just, they lie to, they take advantage of Wes and his optimism. They tell him it's going to be here this day. And he's just like, all right. And in my head, I'm like, that dude's fucking been lying to us. Like, fuck that guy. 
you know, so it's cool. Doggo's still doing his thing, and like, yeah, I mean, if we can get some heat, that'd be tight. But other than that, you know, we're rocking. So I do want to conclude the episode with just basically giving you guys the floor, meaning like give you a chance to just shout out the family, people that have, you know, outside of this room and what we've talked about the employees and stuff. But like, what about some of the other people that are still around that were from day one or friends that are other entrepreneurs that you guys just appreciate? You know, this is your chance to just they're concluding your whole journey and you just give them their flowers, so to say. So for me, um, my family, my dad and I are not in a good space right now, which is okay. cool. It happens. You, you go yeah. through that. Um, but he raised me. He kept yeah. me alive, fed me, whatever, kept a roof over my head. All good. I still love him. Uh, we're just not in a good spice, space right now. And it's yeah. cool. Uh, my mom, uh, like I said earlier, was not around when I was younger. Yeah. But she came back around hardcore yeah. when my kids were born. And she has been there and she has been a solid in, in our kids' lives. And <laughs> she she is more than made up for anything she feels like she missed out on my my life and uh helped us out with our kids. So my mom Tracy, my dad Steve, yeah. uh Howard and Lillian again, my in-laws, they have just been rock stars in our yeah. lives, like solid. Um I mean, really, the the family is is the biggest thing. They they've all been there in the, in their different yeah. way, shapes, and forms. Um, obviously, my crew, your your, yeah. your family, dude, we go back so yeah, long. Yeah. It's not even it's not even funny. I mean, I wanted to hurt you several times, but I mean, that, that's like that's like that's like brother stuff. Yeah, I mean, deserved. Um, you but, remember when I was getting off? I'm oh, sorry. I I gotta say this. Two things. First, we'll start with you. You remember when I was getting off of methadone and you'd come in and tell me something and I'd just be like, blah, 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 blah. And then you just walk out the door and you come back in. And you're just like, how's your day? And I'm like, my day's good. What do you need? <laughs> just like that would you, happen. You, you were just going through Three it. times a week. And I'd just be like, he's going to fucking, he's going to let me, he's going to send me home or some shit. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. But we figured it out. We figured out how we yeah. needed to handle each other. Yeah. Sometimes we just have to walk away from each yeah. other and then start over again. Yeah. It's like, and that happens. I it's appreciate like, that about the relationship. The other thing is, you remember, what, when did I lie to your mom and told her I didn't speak any English or something like that? Or what? You remember that shit? I, that was my first memory with her. You were in the backyard. Uh, we were working on a car. She came out and she's like, oh, do you need something to drink? Or she just said something. And yeah. you're like, uh, I don't speak any English. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. Have a nice day. And just No, but the way I said it was, oh, I'm sorry. I don't speak any English. And she's like, oh, okay. And she just received it and walked away. And I was like, she does not know me. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I might have pissed my pants that day when <laughs> yeah, I heard that because yeah. it was the, one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Yeah, this shit was cool. <laughs> so get back to the thank yous to everybody. Aside from the team at the shop, they know they're appreciated. But, like, just, yeah, now's your chance. I mean, if the family get that, but anybody in the industry, in the trade, or friends, you know, maybe social groups or what, whoever. I don't know what you guys go do. I just know you guys, like, shop guys, shop people. Yeah, I'm sorry. Why are you looking at me like that? My bad. <laughs> uh, definitely shout out to the girls, Lily and Lauren. There you go. Yeah. They 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 obviously have been been through thick and thin yeah. with us, and they're great kids. Uh, I'm excited to see where where life takes them. Um, Lily is, oh man, she's a firecracker. So she's definitely gonna. She's the best and the worst of both of us. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then Lauren is just the sweetest thing ever. It's so that's why how that works, huh? Yeah. You get like, you don't know what you're gonna get when you have kids. You know that. I do know. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna conclude a question for Kelly. We heard enough from you, Justin, the entire time. Everybody at the end of the show, I asked them one question. What's your idea of a dope day? Meaning, what's your idea of a perfect day? You can be as vague as you want or in detailed as you want. It's your question to answer. I've driven out of town and I'm somewhere. Somewhere. That works? Not here. Okay. Having a dope day. Okay. That works. Well, I appreciate you guys coming. For This has been a long one, but I appreciate you. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by We Are Sacramento and the Loft. <laughs>